Welcome to Two Gals in a Glass Half Full. We are Dr. Jess and Dr. Bobby, two physical therapists just trying to live healthy most of the time and doing our best to see our personal glasses as half full. Some days that is much harder than others. On this podcast, sometimes we interview others more knowledgeable than us on different topics to teach us about things we may not know. And other times you are stuck with Dr. Jess and I sharing our knowledge and information. So make sure you hit subscribe below uh, to stay up to date on all the two gals happenings. We are very excited about 20, ah, 2023 and can't wait to see what brings. Um, so we are closing out this month of January talking about goals. We are super excited to have on our special guest today. You have seen her before. Um, but first, Dr. Jess, what do you have in your glass? I am still on my kombucha kick. I don't think I'll ever get off this kick. Um, this is not the one from the local farmer's market that uh, Dory likes. Uh, this one's a little bit different. So this is the, it's ginger aid. Uh, so I like it's got some ginger in it and uh, 9 billion living probiotics. I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. So, I like uh, that one too. I like all of them. It's good. Yeah. Um, Dr. Have Bobby, you had the lavender nice. one yet? Mm, I don't have, I haven't seen that one at the store. Oh, there's a purple one that's lavender. Oh, so good. Nice. I'll have to try that. Yeah. So, mine, I'm just water, 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 and in a plastic bottle because I completely spilled my water all over the entire clinic this morning. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I mean, flying everywhere. Like my poor patient was helping me mop the floor because it was it was full too. I went to move my table and the table moved and the cup stayed. And... Uh, there we go. That's so, an impromptu plastic bottle. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And with us today, we have licensed mental health counselor, Dory. So Dory, what's in your glass? I actually just finished a glass of fresh squeezed juice. It's a oh. hobby of mine. Um, so I do my own juicing. Um, I was actually supposed to bring some um, tonight over to Dr. Jess, but I'll, I'll get you later. So um, okay. it has like carrots and celery, um, apples, pears, and we added a little bit of pineapple this time for some yes. sweetness, which was very yum. And a little bit of watermelon juice um, for oh. uh, my liquid. So it was very, very yummy. Uh, more on the fruity rather than the veggie side mm -hmm. yeah her juices are so good so good yeah how many like pears and apples do you have to put in for like for like one or two like glasses you know I do like batch juicing so I do like large batches so I'm honestly not sure okay um, but it's important for I, I did a small glass of apple juice the other day and it probably took um, a few apples like probably three for like a okay. decent glass um well, maybe like small medium glass um but I do if you use a lot of like watery veggies so like cucumbers and celery in watermelon for the fruit side that gives you like the volume mm -hmm. that you need so if you want something like really heavy in apple juice right using cucumber water is going to give you a lot more juice with that like hint mm -hmm. of apple um so there's a little tips for juicing we can talk about it it's a lot of yeah fun. that I love I that is like one um you know like how they have all the different little gadgets that's like one gadget I don't have but super interested in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and it's the juice is fantastic 
Like, okay. it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this month, we are not talking about juicing. I That was very interesting, <laughs> though. <laughs> we are talking about goal setting. And we have talked about goal setting for health and finance and spiritual goal setting, recreational goal setting, all of these really great categories. This episode, we're talking about setting goals for mental health which does not necessarily mean, you know, managing a specific diagnosis. That is something you would do with your provider. Um, This is something that's more related to just you as an individual. And how can we bring mental health into the forefront of the conversation? That way it is something that we're thinking about and something that we're being mindful about. So it's just, you know, again, small goals that we can work towards or large goals that we can work towards. And how do we one, realize what they might be and then set them and then look back and see if we actually achieve them. So who better to talk to than a licensed mental health counselor when it comes to setting goals for mental health? So first, Dory, please tell us a little bit about yourself. So like Dr. Jess said, I'm a licensed mental health counselor. Um, So I have worked in this field um, total, oh gosh, since I was licensed in 2018, kind of entered into the field in 2015 and was um, in the field much, much longer than that, um, kind of in, in various settings. Um, I've done a lot of community work and I've done a lot of criminal justice work. And then I've moved over to healthcare recently. So I work for a big hospital system in Jacksonville, Florida. And so I typically deal with high acuity patients. So patients that are um, in crisis or essentially just need the help now, right? Not someone that's like, you know, this thing's kind of stressing me out. I'll, I can wait a, a month or two. This is someone that really needs to be seen like yesterday. So that's kind of my specialty is working with people that need help immediately. Wow. So which is like super important and to be able to use strategies like in that acuity, I think is like so helpful and beneficial uh, in, in so many different ways. So I, I mean, I think I have so much respect for mental health counselors, like so much respect. Um, so now knowing that you have like solid knowledge in this field, <laughs> which is why we brought you on, um, talking about goal setting, um, first, you know, we got to think about like for mental health, like, and I'm just like a lay person. I don't really know a whole lot about mental health. Like where would I even start? Like how would I even start thinking about setting these goals for, for mental health? Like what are some strategies there? So when I think of mental health, one of my biggest kind of recommendations for people is to turn inward. So when we're looking at goal setting and we're looking at, um, I mean, for example, when we're dealing with little ones, right? Like in the background, so much of our life can be like focused on other people. It can be focused on larger scale, like with my family or um, what I need to do at work or that, that, that kind of general goal setting, but we don't focus on us, right? What do I need in this moment? Um, What do I need for myself, right? Even if I'm at home with my partner, I still have to make sure that I'm focusing on myself. And so a lot of goal setting with mental health to me is turning inward and really asking, what do I need in this moment, right? What do my feelings, what do my emotions need? And I have a little bit of um, tips that we can use like for that area too, if you're interested. (laughs) Dr. I love your little one mm-hmm. popping in. Yeah. So you, you can't see him. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's like a chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Um, so with that, let's, so let's talk about, so we're looking inward and, and maybe I think sometimes it's easy if we give examples of some things mm-hmm. that are kind of like tangible. So what, what would like some potentially tangible things look like from your perspective? And so if you want to bring it to like a stress level, right? So just very simply, like let's high level because it's sometimes easier to understand. So high level with stress because stress can absolutely play into mental health. And so if I'm um, having a really busy week or a really stressful week, what do I need to do to decrease that stress? Right. So what do I need to do? So our our body starts reacting. Our body reacts to um, stress. It reacts to our mental health, kind of various diagnoses and like criteria for our our mental health or symptoms that we have. Um, And so if I know that heart palpitations, right, are something that I get, if I get anxious, I start to get heart palpitations, right? What do I need to do for those heart palpitations? What do I need to do for myself to manage that in itself? So when I start to manage my heart palpitations, then I start managing my anxiety, right? And my anxiety starts to go down and then I can return to the present moment. Right. So it's a lot of it's looking at our symptoms right? and treating that um, almost in this like external, external sense. I think symptoms are key there. Mm-hmm. Um, so like heart palpitations, some people might not realize that that is related to mental health or can be related to mental mm-hmm. health. Um, mm-hmm. Like what are other common symptoms that you have? Yeah. So a lot, so depending of course on like what it is that we're just generally dealing with in mental health, because like Dr. Jess said, it doesn't mean that you have to have a diagnosis, right? To be struggling with mental health, everybody in some sort of way, right? Needs to focus on their mental health regardless of a diagnosis. Um, And so symptoms of just understanding, like if my mood is off, right? I was yesterday, I was really happy and I was hanging out with all my friends and today I am not. And I feel like I want to isolate. Like, why am I isolating? Like, what happened here? Right? if um, I can't go to bed because my thoughts are racing and I can't go to sleep because I'm thinking about everything that I have to do the next day or what I didn't do this day, right? Those are really, those are symptoms. Symptoms showing that our mental health needs to be looked at, needs to be treated and cared for, just like we care for every other part of our bodies. I like how you, I like the idea, like the, the racing of the mind at night because sometimes people don't realize like even me like it's not like I don't think that's mental health I don't think that's stress I just think it's too much you know I have too much going on and like I have learned ways to do that or like goals would be like write down every night like what I have tomorrow or like what I'm worried about to so I kind of get it out but a lot of times we don't realize that those are symptoms you know of things going on inside mm-hmm. yeah I know I can tell you, I can attest to like racing mind, uh, not being able to fall asleep. That was something that I struggled with uh, in multiple jobs, actually, on Sunday nights. I would sleep great on Friday night and Saturday night, and you'd get to Sunday night. And for the life of me, I could not fall asleep. I mean, just could not fall asleep. So then I'm like, Monday morning, I'm like, punch me in the face. I am so tired. And then like, it would recur again the next week. I'm like, this is weird. Well, obviously that required further exploration as to (laughs) why Sunday night. (laughs) Absolutely. So something I I really like to do, because we're talking about goal setting, we're talking about mental health, like talking about these symptoms. And so I think 
a really powerful way to start identifying like what we need to work on is by using that like self-reflection um, of those symptoms that we have. So something that I love to do, and I, I think it really helps us with understanding ourselves a little, a little bit more, is starting to externalize our feelings or emotions. And what I mean by that is if I'm feeling sad, for example, I want to ask myself, what do I need for my sadness? So it's the sadness is like that internal feeling. So what I'm doing is I'm externalizing that sadness. So instead of just saying, oh, this stinks. I don't know what's happening. Externalize it and then ask a question to it. So what do I need for my sadness right now? Right? Do I need to go lay down and take a nap? Do I need to watch a happy movie? Do I need to go outside? If I'm feeling irritable, right? It's um, what do I need for my irritability? Sometimes that answer is I need to get away from whoever it is that I'm around, right? I might need to step away from my partner or my coworker or my irritability is telling me that I need to step away. And so then what we're doing is we're learning about ourselves and our mental health, right? All at the same time. And then you're finding out kind of what's going, what's going deeper. So what do I need for my sleep, right? So if we're dealing with this insomnia just every Sunday night, what do I need for my sleep, right? And then over time, we start to identify that pattern of, oh, I need to leave this job. Okay, that's actually what yeah. I need to do. And so it really helps to learn about yourself and what's happening underneath your feelings and emotions rather than just experiencing them and not really exploring it further. I noticed... Yeah, it does. Because I noticed it took me a really long time to realize. So when I'm really stressed, like when I feel stressed, and I know I'm stressed, I normally at the end of the night, I'm pretty tired. And a lot of times, if most of the time, there are some nights where I struggle to sleep. But a lot of times, if I can write out a plan, write it down, or listen to like a meditation app, I can kind of fall asleep. And then I'm fine. But then I noticed there were some times where I felt fine during the day. I didn't feel stressed. I didn't feel overwhelmed. I didn't have these feelings. But it was like, it would be days or weeks where like I'd wake up with the most awful nightmares. They were mm -hmm. so bad. Um, and I've kind of learned like at that point when they start reoccurring night after night after night after night, to me, I've learned that as a symptom that I'm, there's something stressing me, but I'm not aware of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I have to kind of dig deep to like figure out what it is because I don't feel it during the day. Like it's not that normal stress of running from A to B to this. I got this done. I got too many people. Like it's, it's hard to explain. I don't really understand it. I just know when those nightmares start coming, they come night after night that something is bothering me and I got to kind of work to figure out what it is. And it's never really the same thing. Um, but it's weird. I don't know how to describe it because it's not like the same, like daily stress anxiety that I would normally feel. Yeah. Well, and we're really good at avoidance, right? Whether that's on a conscious or subconscious level. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're really good at it. So throughout the day, right, this plays into our mental health. Throughout the day, if we avoid everything, right, so I'm just going to put 100% into work and then I'm going to put 100% into my family after work and then I'm going to put 100% into my house cleaning. And as we, we go above and beyond, right, with all of the others, this goes back to that we need to turn it internally mm -hmm. where we're doing all of the others. So we don't have to focus on what's happening. We don't have to actually feel. I guarantee you that your body throughout the day is giving you little signs, 
right? There's there's little like red flags that are <laughs> popping up now and again of like, hey, so, something's going on, but we're so quick to suppress it and avoid it because we just don't want, want to feel that. So for mental health, really starting to sit with that during the day, right? And really starting to allow yourself a check-in. So a goal, kind of bringing it back to goals, a goal for mental health is to do a personal check-in throughout the day, right? In the morning, like, how am I feeling right now? How's my sleep? Um, did anything happen before I went to bed? Is there anything I think I can do tonight for my sleep? And then at lunch, like, how's the first part of the day? Okay, this is like what I've learned from it. This is how I'm dealing with it. Maybe I need to do some breathing at lunch to prepare for the second part of the day. Okay, so you're checking in with yourself throughout the day. So then you're learning how to manage a lot of your symptoms of mental health, whether or not you know they're there. So then by the end of the day, hopefully by the time you come home, you can actually have that like rest and relaxation. I can attest that like doing those check-ins is something that I have added and it like, it changes your day completely, like absolutely changes your day. It's, and I, and you know, I'm very type A and structured. So like, I actually like, this is part of my drive to work is just like having that pause and like, just, you know, when I walk into a space and I'm going to need to interact with people, I myself need to make sure that I'm in a good place so that I can then hear what somebody else is telling me instead of being at, you know, distracted or having something on my mind or something's playing in the background. And I'm just like, wait, what? I'm like, what did you say? Like, like as a provider, like I, like I need to be able to actually hear what somebody is telling me. The only way I can do that is if I am okay and then I can then be present for somebody else. So it's a big part of like, it, it's just, it's a big part of my community, especially after I drop the, my son off, then I have a little bit of time where it's like, okay, you know, that part's done. Now I'm going to go in, you know, what's going on, you know, just little thing, little check-ins. And then same thing at lunch. It's just such a clear time. It's just like this break in the day that for me is just like a very like, it's a structured transition. It's just like telling somebody to do uh, like at the, you know, we've got exercises. We'll have patients do at the traffic light because you're already there. You're already still. So try mm-hmm. these couple of exercises at the traffic light. And it's like a great time to do it. Um, or like when you brush your teeth, you know, so that's what I do at lunch. Um, and then again, on my way to pick up for school, I do the same thing. And so mm-hmm. like, as I'm on the way for a pickup at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's almost like even a little debrief of like, like you were saying, like, how did it go? Like, how was the afternoon? Like, like, how do I feel about, you know, like, do I feel like I've got this heaviness on me? Or like, is it light? Like, like, what, like, what am I feeling right now? And some days I'm like, well, you know, that's where it's like, be present in that. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to I was going to say two of my goals, you kind of for this year, were one was at the end of the day, trying to every day write three things I'm grateful for. Because even in the worst of days, I need to find three things that I can hold on to. And some days it is I got out of bed, you know, like, or, you know, some days it's just the most basic thing. But then the other days there's more to it. And then my second, one of my other goals is to be okay with not being happy or um, like, I feel like, I don't want to say the negative emotions and Jory, you might have a better description word for this. 
but just like we always feel like we want to be happy or surprised or excited or you know like all the positive stuff and for me it's like learning to be okay with those negative because it makes me appreciate the positive more yeah absolutely and it, it plays into acceptance right we don't always have to be happy I think that's just it, it's not going to happen mm-hmm. it's not an attainable goal when you're talking about goal setting it's just not attainable we're not always going to be happy mm-hmm. so finding that acceptance and so I have days after work if I'm just done and I'm tired and I'm over it I tell my partner I'm like I'm gonna lay on the couch and watch a light show that's all I'm gonna do he's mm-hmm. like all right because I've, I've understood that about myself right I've accepted that that that's what I need in that moment. I don't need to be happy and bubbly. I need to be a little pissed off and just laying on the couch for a little bit to decompress. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yep. So it's acceptance that plays into mm-hmm. those feelings. I love that. I love that you're not always happy and that you're working on being okay with not always being happy. That's acceptance. Right. It's like that little grace of like, um, like it's okay. You know, nothing's wrong with me type thing. Like this is a a normal emotion and it's okay to have these normal emotions and it would be abnormal to be a hundred percent happy and excited a hundred percent of the time. Like mm-hmm. I think at that point, as you talk, there's some avoidance or there's, you know, there's something going mm-hmm. on. If that's truly how you, if you're not feeling other emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when you aren't happy, that it's, it's actually like a really good chance to reflect on why you're not happy mm-hmm. uh, because that's where you're actually able to kind of see where change might need to happen because uh, there might be, especially if it's like a recurring thing, that sometimes there's like changes that are really important that you're just not quite recognizing. And, um, and then once you do those changes, then all of a sudden it's like, huh, change is hard. It's uncomfortable. And so that's a different place to be, being uncomfortable. However, once you go through a phase of being uncomfortable, then that's usually what will then get you to the place where you really should be um, in order for you to be in a more sustainable solution for whatever it might be in your life. Uh, So, you know, I sleep just great right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, Sunday night, out. (laughs) It's, uh, you know... And so there's just, there's just change sometimes is what needs to happen. And sometimes it's not change. Sometimes there might be a pivot or there might be, you know, little things here and there. It doesn't have to be something crazy huge. And sometimes it's reframing and mindset as well. Uh, You know, I've been through that multiple times where I'm like, oh, okay, this isn't like a, this is me. (laughs) This is how I'm looking at the situation. And the situation's fine. I just had an unrealistic ex- expectation or, you know, something like that. And it's like, where did that come from? So then you have to explore why is there this unrealistic expectation? Because uh, if I'm getting let down for something that really wasn't realistic in the first place, then you can't just say, oh, well, I'm just going to accept that I have this unrealistic expectation. So again, I think just kind of taking it you know, just keep rolling with it, keep exploring, mm-hmm. keep diving deeper. And, um, and then that's what kind of creates those little goals. Mm-hmm. The goal of like, writing it down of like, why do I have this unrealistic, unrealistic expectation? Write it down. Because then, mm-hmm. you know, you might not figure it out today. But like, for me, like, oftentimes, I'll be on a run. 
And that's when I have epiphanies typically, uh, just because that I, you know, I'm breathing, you know, it's like a whole thing. I do my diaphragmatic breathing. It's cyclic, you know, like I can feel the wind. It's like, it's just, I, I, uh, like that's where my brain just goes real clear. And, um, and for me, that's just what running does. And then I'll usually, it'll like hit me at some point and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> wow. And then like this, like, it's like, I didn't even realize this weighted vest was on me. And then this like weighted vest comes off and like that little bit of a headache I had is gone, you know? And it's like, it, I just allowed myself to be in this uncomfortable space. Just stay in there, just stay uncomfortable until you just like are able to work through it. But like, don't act like it doesn't exist. Let it be there, even if you don't have the answer. And that's where I have struggled because I want the answer now. I want to figure it out. Like, yeah. It has to be. Reasonable. I think that's society. Like I think that's all of us. We're just so we we really live in a society where it's instant. Everything's instant gratification, mm-hmm. um, which is hard, especially mm-hmm. you know kids and stuff. They just they want it now. Yeah, yeah. this might take weeks, months. So really figure out like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I had a tough start to the year, real tough. And um, I had a lot of runs. <laughs> and there's a lot that like, and I'm still processing a lot. And, and, and that's okay. Like, I'm okay with not having all the answers. I was caught off guard by like, wow, I had no idea I had, you know, stuff going on in the background. And, um, and then it's like, I'm, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm actually okay with that. It's and it and you know, like, the more I run and the more I meditate and the more I kind of figure out like, huh, okay, well, now I kind of see where I stand on this or that. And it's just gonna unfold, just like any like, like anything in life, it just unfolds. Uh, but just not acting like things aren't there, I think is important. You know? Yeah. yeah. I have a really good, um, like goal setting activity for y'all. And I think that this would be really helpful for, I mean, just the entire year. And so I don't know if, if y'all have ever heard of it, but an intention word. Have you ever like mm-hmm. heard, I have this? heard of it? And so <laughs> intention words, um, a lot of times people do resolutions for goal setting, right? So I'm going to lose this much weight or I'm um, going to, you know, buy this car or whatever, which are great, right? Which are absolutely it's great to have resolutions, but I found that especially for mental health, having this goal of setting an intention word is very helpful. And what an intention word is, it's a way to just constantly bring in mindfulness. So it's bringing you back to the present moment and helping to ground you. And so, for example, last year, my intention word was gratitude because I just, I kept feeling myself saying like, why haven't I reached this point in my life? And why um, this isn't good enough in my house and this isn't good enough in my job. And there's all these things I didn't have. And I wasn't looking at all internally about what I did have and what I am experiencing. So my intention word of 22 was gratitude. And what that would mean is like during really tough days, like, okay, let me take a breath. How can I bring in gratitude to this moment? Right. I'm grateful for, um, my kitten that's cuddling in my lap and I'm grateful for like the car that I'm driving and you can do it anywhere. Right. I, I would do it on bike rides to the beach. I'm like, wow, how fortunate am I that I'm riding my bike to the beach on this like gorgeous day outside with like the wind in my hair. 
So you can bring in that gratitude in the really like in, in tough times. And you can also in, like, just like the bike ride example, really positive times. Mm -hmm. So it can be a way to really emphasize um, kind of the, the positives in your life. And it can also help to bring you up from some of the maybe more difficult times or difficult days. My intention word this year is calm. And so I really searched and mine actually came to me when I was at yoga one day. Um, and it, I hadn't quite figured out like what I wanted to do. And I realized calm needed to be mine because on like January 4th or something really early in the year, I had the day off and I'm just like cleaning my house. Like I had an appointment to get to. I'm just like, I've, I've got to do this. And I, I was like running around just like bonkers. And I kind of had this moment. I'm like, what am I doing? I have the day off. I have nowhere to get to. Like the cleaning will still be there. I can do it in an hour. Like, what am I doing? Why am I getting so caught up in it? And so I brought in calm, right? How can I bring calm to this chaos in this moment? How can I bring calm, even if I'm in the middle of seeing a patient and I feel myself maybe feeding off of anxiety? Okay, I need to recenter my calm so I can be present for my patient. You can find calm everywhere. I find it in my yoga practice. I find it in the middle of conversations, right? And I can also find it to heighten those positive experiences. So if I'm um, I'm sitting outside in the sun. It's it's been freezing here in Florida. I understand that <laughs> for other people it would be freezing, but it's been so cold in Florida, in North Florida, like consistently. So it was like warm, and the sun was out, and I was just sitting outside, like allowing the sun to just like penetrate my body, and I just had this like <sighs> calm, right? Because when I can get my my body, my my mental and physical state to that calm. I'm taking in more. I'm taking in that moment more. You're being mindful. So that's a, a long-winded explanation of an intention word. Right? And so I would challenge y'all, whether, whether that's today or tomorrow, or um, but is there anything that just kind of pops out for you about something you really, a word that can um, ground you? I, I love that. Like, I love that intention word. I think as you were talking, I mean, I might change mine if I think more about it, but <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I'm going to choose acceptance. Mm -hmm. So I think acceptance because, you know, in whether that's acceptance of a, you know, situation, acceptance of myself, acceptance mm -hmm. of a, um, you know, just, you know, whatever it might be, you know, uh, I think just saying, okay, how is my acceptance in in this scenario and so like and so that's like so that was the beginning of my 2023 like my dad passed away and so there's just like there's so much you want to fight with that and it's like no you can't like I can't stop anything from happening and so that's where it's like you get this like burst of like I'm so defensive everywhere and it's like well what about acceptance like this is a cycle of life this is what happens there's nothing that I can do to change it. So like, how can I help everybody around me also come to this realization that I have come to of like, this is what we've got to do. Like, this is how we're going to move forward. Like, how can we be peaceful about that? And so that's exactly what I did is I worked so much on myself with long drives <laughs> uh, and just like, you know, seeing the wind, seeing the wind blow the trees, mm -hmm. like just that awareness of like, 
I can't change that wind blowing the trees. I can't change where that sun is hitting the ground. I can't change where that cloud is moving in the sky. All I can do is accept that that's what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And I can be grateful for that is happening right now and just say, I'm going to accept this road. I'm going to accept this path. I'm going to accept, you know, everything that I need to accept and, mm-hmm. and understand that there's stuff I can't change. And so, mm-hmm. and that's like huge. I think mm-hmm. when we fight stuff that we can't change, we are spending so much energy on stuff that like we can't do anything about. So it's like, what do I need to accept versus what can I change? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. understanding the difference between those two is like, that's the dilemma of life really um but like and that's where the pause comes in of like Mm -hmm. what where am I here so I think my word's acceptance yeah yeah when you guys I've never picked a word I've had a friend a few friends that share on like social media every year like what their word is and I always thought it was like a great idea but I've just had never done it and as you guys are talking I was like I don't even know where I'd start like you know, you said gratitude. I was like, yeah, I call that like nothing. Like I couldn't think of anything. <clears throat> and then just out of the blue for me came patience um, mm-hmm. because um, life has drastically changed in the last little bit and changed all my plans and changed everything that was going forward. And so learning to have patience, that doesn't mean it can't happen. It just may not happen right now. And so um Every night I'm like, I want this done. I want this done. I want this done. And I just, it, it's impossible. You know, I can't, I can't get everything done in one night. I can't get everything done in one day, one week. So I feel like for me, patience and like knowing it's okay. And as we were talking about earlier, that instant gratification, like it's just, it's going to take time and things are going to take time. And even though I know they're going to take time. And even though I know it can still happen, there's that inside of me that's like, it gets, anxious and wants it now as you were saying earlier so I feel like patience might be um the biggest thing is I want my own house and um it's just not the most financially like I could do it but it wouldn't be financially smart it wouldn't be realistically you know wouldn't it just wouldn't be smart but I want it (laughs) but gotta have patience it will get there yeah absolutely and allow that those words to ground you so in that moment right when you really process through your patience when you process through your acceptance and you, you sit with that, then allow it to sit. Mm-hmm. Right? So I've worked through it. I've determined that there's nothing I can do about buying this house tonight, but I'm going to dream about what I want, right? I'm, I'm a lot, still let myself live in this excitement because it is going to come. Mm-hmm. And now what else can I do? How, how can I allow myself to move forward then? Right? So I'm not ruminating on um, whatever that piece is for the whole night. I've yeah. had my mindfulness moment. I've sat in it and now I can uh, go watch TV or I can go to bed or whatever it is. We're allowing ourselves to move forward when we ground to that moment. Yeah. I like that, that grounding part. Cause I think that's where, like, if you just stay in it and, and there's not like a clear path out, that's, that's where it can get a little bit, you know, like circling, <laughs> you know? So I think, you know, it's like, I'm accepting where, where I am. And, and that's where like, you know, I, my mind always comes back to, is there something that in this situation where I could do something that is going to give me, you know, even a small win, like any kind of win is 
uh, it's going to kind of help give you a sense of like, okay, I am moving towards something. And so for me, like I said, like really achievable wins. <laughs> so like, I can't fail. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Right. Like just to kind of help get you like out of that and, um, and say like, okay, well, if I can't, you know, if I can't change this, but I could do, you know, this, I could, I could make this phone call. I could, you know, uh, you know, I could, I don't know, make an easy meal. I could, you know, just something to kind of give you a sense of, I can do something in this regard, or, you know, maybe move towards something else that is going on. And then it's like, it definitely helps, I think, with acceptance and patience and, and whatnot, because you're like, I'm not incapable everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, like, not being able to control things like right when we want to be able to control them is so hard. Uh, uh, but there are things that we do have power over. And so understanding what that is helps us feel not powerless, at least for me. So I like it. Awesome. Well, I think, uh, Dory, we really, really appreciate you coming on. I think making sure that we're bringing mental health into the forefront of our conversations. I mean, goal setting, if we don't include mental health with goal setting, I think we're really doing a disservice to how, you know, we are structuring our thinking for the short and long-term. And, you know, with the, uh, the planners that, that Dr. Bobby and I both use, yes, mine does have unicorns on the front. I just like the <laughs> color. I didn't realize it had unicorns. Um, <laughs> it's, a big part of this planner brings into like talking about mental health and like setting goals for mental health and like, like doing your short-term goals and like reflecting on those goals, holding yourself accountable. And I really think writing it down sometimes can be just so good for accountability to keep you focused on what strategy did work versus what strategy didn't work. Mm -hmm. And if something didn't work, that's not a failure. All it means is it's another opportunity to learn. And so like really reframing that of like, I was super upset and I tried deep breathing and it didn't work. Okay, well, what can we learn about that? And so potentially it's, you know, there's a different strategy that you could try. So it's just another opportunity to learn. And uh, I've had to learn that the hard way. <laughs> uh, so. Um, so that's kind of like, that's going to wrap up our, our month of talking about goal setting. We're going to be moving into exercise in the month of February. So we're super pumped about exercise. Obviously that's what Dr. Bobby and I do. We're just a therapist. <laughs> kind of our jam. Uh, now, if you do want to be a, 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 a member of our Two Girls Insiders group, each month we go live with our with our members. We have additional information that kind of goes along with the podcast, but there's like a lot more specifics. So just kind of, you know, it's a way to be able to get a little bit more support as we go through the topics each month and have small sustainable steps that you can that you can make. Small change is, is really what we're about, not about trying to overcome a mountain all at once. And the other thing that's going to be coming out in February are uh, some courses. So learning about exercise, where to start, and some other more sub-specific classes. And then uh, we've got a running uh, running through life class. And so it's talking about like, how do I get started with running? Like, what do I even need to do to be a runner and do it in a healthy way? Because uh, running is not bad for you, just so you know. <laughs> okay. Um, bad running is not great for your body, but like running is, is not bad. Um, so anyway, so that's kind of our, our big kind of upcoming news. 
Now, follow us on Instagram, follow us on, uh, on uh, Facebook. I don't know. I don't know why I couldn't think of Facebook. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we do have some other fun stuff coming up this year. So stay tuned for what's going on. And then the challenge for this episode is to choose your intention word. So really put some mindfulness into this, like really take a second, take a pause. It might not come to you right away. It might come to you within a couple of weeks, a couple of days, or maybe even make a goal of like, find your intention word. And so um, writing it down can be, can be helpful for that accountability. So Hopefully everybody enjoyed it and we look forward to growing uh, with more topics as the year progresses. <laughs> All right, everybody. Bye everyone. Bye.